Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Good Friday morning. As we start the day, we are about to learn the reasons behind that FBI search of former President Trump's Florida home. All eyes on the Justice Department and the clock with a key noon deadline fast approaching. It's August 26th, and this is today. Ready for release, the affidavit explaining that Mar-a-Lago search being made public in just a matter of hours. But with parts of it expected to be blacked out, what might it reveal and what won't it show? We're live in Washington, set to break it all down. Money Matters, the Fed chair delivering a key speech on the state of the U.S. economy this morning. With prices still soaring and interest rates rising, it's being watched closely from Wall Street to Main Street. What it all means for you just ahead. Bracing for more, yet another round of storms on the way for millions in already flood-ravaged parts of the South. I mean, it's uh, coming down. I said, uh, we're going to have to get out of here. We'll have your full forecast details and the inspiring news stories of people helping people now emerging. All systems go. The countdown is on to the historic launch of NASA's biggest rocket ever. We are pushing the vehicle to its limits, um, really stressing it um, to get ready for crew. And the start of a new mission to put humans back on the moon. All that plus, oh shoot, Detroit's giant slide closed for sending people flying. <laughs> Ready to give it another try where they're live for the big and hopefully less bumpy grand reopening. Today, Friday, August 26, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Cuppy, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Oh, welcome, welcome. We're happy you're joining us on this Friday morning. Craig is in for Savannah. Also an exciting morning here. A lot of excitement in Detroit as well, because check this out. Take two this morning for that giant slide after its viral fame for tossing riders. We're going to be right there live to see if things go a, a bit smoother during yeah. the reopening. Yeah, Jesse Kirsch is going to give it a roll this morning. Speaking of fast rides, here's a live look at the Armitus rocket. It's on the launch pad down in Florida. Tom Costello will have everything you need to know ahead of Monday's launch and its mission to orbit the moon. But first on this Friday morning, we start with that much-awaited first look at the affidavit used to justify the FBI search of Mar-a-Lago. Its release is expected later this morning. Yeah, for the first time since the search three weeks ago, we could finally learn what sparked it. NBC's chief White House correspondent Kristen Welker has the latest. Hey, Kristen, good morning. Hi, Hoda and Craig. Good morning to both of you. In just a matter of hours, we could have new information about what led to that unprecedented search of former President Trump's Florida home. It is a high-stakes moment for both Mr. Trump and federal prosecutors, and it all comes as President Biden is back on the campaign trail, intensifying his rhetoric with the midterm elections looming large. 
Today, Americans will get their first glimpse of the affidavit used to justify that extraordinary search warrant executed by the FBI at Mar-a-Lago, former President Trump's Florida estate. A federal judge in Florida has ordered a redacted copy of the affidavit, including blacked out portions the Justice Department once kept secret to be made public by noon today. The affidavit is believed to contain critical information about the government's investigation into the alleged mishandling of classified materials at Mar-a-Lago. Media companies, including NBC News, asked the judge to make the affidavit public, as Mr. Trump and his allies have repeatedly called for it to be unsealed. I think what the judge do is release all the information. This way people can know whether there's a serious allegation or this is more manufactured. But the judge is siding with the Justice Department to release only portions of the affidavit, calling those redactions narrowly tailored to serve the government's legitimate interest in the integrity of the ongoing investigation. Do you think we will learn anything new once the affidavit is unsealed? I think it's more likely than not going to be um, a lot of uh, big black boxes or blocks on the affidavit, sort of obliterating the part we most want to see. In their unprecedented search of the former president's estate, FBI agents seized 11 sets of classified documents, some marked top secret. Mr. Trump on his social media site describing himself as innocent as a person can be, while claiming without evidence that the investigation is politically motivated. President Biden said this week he had no prior knowledge of the search, but he's publicly focused on Mr. Trump with a fiery speech to Democrats last night. Trump and the extreme MAGA Republicans have made their choice to go backwards, full of anger, violence, hate, and division. The president also starkly attacking what he called MAGA philosophy, even saying off-camera, quote, it's like semi-fascism. Now, in a statement overnight, a spokesperson for the Republican National Committee called President Biden's language, quote, despicable. Also today, another federal judge has asked the Trump legal team to clarify its request for a so-called special master, which is a third party appointed to oversee the review of the FBI's evidence from the Mar-a-Lago search. So a lot of legal headlines today, Hoda. All right, Kristen Welker. Kristen, thank you. And another major issue we'll learn more about this morning, the state of the economy. With high prices on the minds of all people, everyone's anxious to hear what the Fed chair has to say as he delivers a highly anticipated update on the economy. Joining us now now is CNBC's Michael Santoli. Michael, good morning. I mean, there are some good signs here. We've got unemployment is down, gas prices down, the economy isn't doing as poorly as people have thought. So do we feel like we've hit the worst of it? We probably hit the worst of it in terms of the rate of inflation. So there are some encouraging signs. It's tentative, but we've gotten some relief. The peak in inflation was probably in June. Uh, it's continued to go down in July, at least on a month-over-month -month basis. Gasoline prices down 70 days in a row used cars, airfares, a lot of the drivers of the 40-year highs in inflation that we experienced have reversed or moderated. Uh, the, the issue is we mm -hmm. can't take for granted that it's going to go down to a comfortable, normal level mm -hmm. anytime soon. All right. Well, the Fed chair is expected to speak. A lot of people are wondering what's he going to say. We've been raising interest rates over the last five months. Yeah. What are you expecting him to talk about today? He's going to continue to emphasize that the job in fighting inflation is not done. There are going to be further interest rate increases. And in fact, they may stay at levels that are higher than we experienced in the last decade for a while. However, um, that he, he does expect inflation to over time moderate. They just want to see multiple months in a row for that to happen. But he, he will clearly say the labor market's good, unemployment's low, yeah. 
And so the economy can probably handle it, we think. Another arm of this is the housing market. There are people who are deciding whether to buy, whether to sell, whether to rent. What should they do? What kind of a market are they stepping it's into? It's been a shock uh, in the housing market. In fact, new home sales down by half from their peak. Mm. Uh, it's actually been the area of the economy that's most dramatically responded to the rise in interest rates. Uh, that's typical. Uh, it seems right now prices might actually continue to soften up in a lot of parts of the country. That might be okay because affordability became an issue. The question is, does the housing market get bad and stay bad enough that the overall economy slumps? Okay, and lastly, everyone's been talking about this student loan debt relief. It's been a subject of great debate. Uh, many are worried what it'll do to the economy. What do you think it will do? I think immediately not very much. Uh, it's probably good in terms of the overall consumer uh, health and borrowing capacity if, in fact, there's less of a debt obligation on a, a lot of people. I don't think it's an immediate uh, kind of accelerant to inflation, as a lot of people have said. First of all, it's not in place yet. Uh, it will refresh buying and borrowing power from a lot of people. So do you think people will use some of that money that they're saving to pay off other debts? That is what the surveys say, and that's probably the first use for a lot of people, yes. Okay, all right, Mike. It's good to have you on the set with Thanks. us. Thanks Glad for visiting. Thanks, Mike. Uh, let's turn now to those flooding emergencies across the South we've been tracking for you all week here. While the water has started to recede in some hard-hit areas with more rain in the forecast, the threat is far from over. Dylan's got those details. But first, NBC's George Solis has a report from Brandon, Mississippi. George, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Craig. All eyes on the Ross Barnett Reservoir. Now, during past storms, it's been used to divert water from the local Pearl River. But this was not designed for flood control. And with so much water in this region, there is growing concern it may not hold. This morning, an already soaked south is bracing for more rain. Millions in Alabama, Louisiana, and Mississippi could see serious flooding. In Jackson, Mississippi, residents are being asked to evacuate as they keep a close eye on the rapidly rising Pearl River. It's expected to reach an alarming 36 feet as it crests into next week. If we instruct you that you are in a risk area or a high risk area, please heed that advice. Jackson has now recorded its wettest August on record, with more than nine inches of rain saturating the region this month. Locals are still trying to process what happened as they start to clean up after two days of nonstop rain. It started raining hard. I cried. I cried. I don't care if you get an inch of water, a, a, a foot, six inches. You got a hell of a job on your hand. Even emergency management workers like Albert Jones shocked by what he's been seeing. Just the amount of rain that fell and just the home that it affected and how quickly that it affected. That house right here. took in right at 22 inches of water. It's the same storm system that inundated parts of Texas this week. In hard hit Dallas, a school bus driver and her colleague are being credited with rescuing two young kids from raging floodwaters. With the children clinging to trees, they tied seatbelts together to pull them to safety. Back in Mississippi, more flooding on its way. Police asking residents to be careful with driving. Most flood fatalities occurring in cars. Just 12 inches of fast moving water can sweep a car off the road. If you see a tree down, don't try to maneuver around it. If you see a power line down, don't try to maneuver or get around it. If you see standing water, go the other way. 
Yeah, city officials from across this region are gearing up to save as many properties and as lives as they can. They have sandbag distribution sites, setting up shelters and mobilizing boats should they need to rescue people. Guys, teams here leaving nothing to chance. Craig? George Phillies for us there in front of the floodwaters in Brandon, mm -hmm. Mississippi. George, thank you. Stay safe. Let's turn to Dylan. A lot of people are looking for some relief. Hey, Dylan. Hey, good morning. We just have a stalled front that's sitting over the same area, and as it sounds, it's stalled. It's not moving anywhere. So that's why this same general area along the Gulf Coast has been under these flash flood watches. And you can even see along the border of uh, Louisiana and Mississippi, we do have some flash flood warnings in effect because look at these storms. They just train over the same area for an extended period of time, producing two to three inches of rain per hour. So if you add up hours of that, you end up with about five, six inches of rain pretty quickly. And that's what's happened. We had two to four inches of rainfall yesterday. An additional two to four inches of rain is possible in some spots today along this frontal boundary. Notice it's not a huge swath of rain, but these pockets of rain, these heavier downpours that pop up, if they happen over the same area, that's why we could see some scattered flash flooding. And that's going to be our main concern until this storm system moves away. But it does look like it is going to last through the weekend. Again, an additional two to four inches of rain is possible. That could lead to more flash flooding, especially right along the coast where that moisture is streaming in from the Gulf of Mexico. And uh, most areas along southern Louisiana into Mississippi once again will be under the gun today and perhaps even going through the upcoming weekend. Craig. All right, Dylan, we'll come back to you in just a few moments for that full forecast. Lots more to get to, including growing concern this morning over fighting in Ukraine near Europe's largest nuclear power plant. Ukraine's president saying the world narrowly avoided a potential disaster yesterday when the Russian-occupied facility was disconnected from the grid. NBC's Megan Fitzgerald is on the ground for us once again in central Ukraine. Megan, good morning to you. Craig, guys, good morning to you. Look, Ukraine is always on edge these days, but fears have really ramped up, not just here, but in Europe and the U.S. at the White House, where all eyes are on threats to Europe's largest nuclear plant. This morning, the risk of a nuclear accident at Ukraine's Zaporizhia power plant is rising. Fighting around the facility sparked a fire seen in these satellite images. Experts say that caused the plant to become disconnected from the power grid for the first time in its history. If you lose all of these power sources, you're unable to keep the reactor cool. It will then overheat and you potentially can be in a meltdown type scenario, a reactor meltdown. President Zelensky says a meltdown was narrowly avoided because of backup generators that run on diesel fuel. But no one knows how much diesel the Russians, who have occupied the plant since March, have left. Nuclear accidents, quite often they revolve around things that have very tiny probabilities of happening, but potentially dire consequences. The outage shutting off power in a nearby town, cutting off water pumps and sewer service to the area, and raising concerns of a potential humanitarian crisis. The director general of the International Atomic Energy Agency said on French TV, inspectors could be heading to the plant in a matter of days. Now there is um, general recognition that uh, we need to be there, we need to be there soon. Um, uh, Kyiv uh, accepts it, Moscow accepts it. The civilian death toll from Ukraine's deadliest attack in weeks now stands at 25 after a Russian rocket slammed into a train station in the Dnipro region. A young boy also killed by a strike on a nearby home. But Russia says more than 200 Ukrainian soldiers were killed, a claim Ukraine has not acknowledged. 
And in a move not seen in years, Russian President Vladimir Putin is ordering the expansion of his military by 10 percent, adding nearly 140,000 soldiers. It's a move some believe could mean Putin is gearing up for a long war. Now, according to the White House, in a call between President Zelensky and President Biden, the two leaders are demanding that Russia give up control of the Zaporizhia nuclear plant. They also discussed that $3 billion aid package to Ukraine. Craig? Megan Fitzgerald Force on the ground in central Ukraine. Megan, thank you. Okay. Craig, do you remember that $1.3 billion lottery ticket that's, that's why bought? That's why I'm still money. here. Okay. Well, it turns out the winner hasn't come forward yet. The ticket what? was bought at a Speedway gas station in the Chicago suburb of Des Plaines, Illinois. Nearly one month later, nobody, nobody has claimed that huge prize. There's no major rush. Winners have 12 months to come forward, but lottery officials are urging everyone in the state to please check your old Mega Millions tickets one more time. By the way, we may never know who did win that jackpot in Illinois. Winners are allowed to remain anonymous. But it could be crumpled up in uh, someone's pocket. Do you think they're getting their affairs the in order wash. or it's just a month is a long, that's a long time. time? You can it's find a decent lawyer in a month. <laughs> Wait a minute. Do you think it's somewhere in someone's it, car in the glove compartment? Or, is, or has it already been like destroyed in the trash? It's been thrown out. Uh, or in the. Can you imagine? Don't say it. That's crazy. Can okay. You I've lost a scratch off, like a $100 scratch off before. And you're angry. And I'm angry. Right. I still think about it. I'm like, I, will, I am determined to find yeah. this. Well, since we still have you working. <laughs> yes. Well, $100 isn't going to get me out the door. So, All right. what How's you got? We do have a, a chance of some storms across the Northeast. Uh, we have a cold front that's moving through. Sounds like a good idea to get rid of the heat and the humidity, but it's actually not going to do much besides uh, cause some pop up thunderstorms this afternoon. Wind would be the biggest issue and some heavier downpours because it has been so humid. Same goes for the Gulf Coast, where we have that humidity in place that will produce those heavier downpours. And we could also see some heavier rain in the southwest. That monsoon season is in effect, so some of those downpours could could lead to some brief flash flooding as well. And that's your latest forecast. All right, Dylan, thank you. Coming up, anticipation is building at the Kennedy Space Center this morning. Ahead of the historic launch, NASA's first moon rocket in 50 years getting ready for its maiden voyage. And is anyone more excited than Tom <laughs> Costello? I don't think so. Space geeks love this stuff, myself included. Listen, if you needed any further confirmation that NASA has turned the page on the space shuttle program, this is it. Artemis on the pad, the lunar mission, lunar mission set for Monday. 100,000 people going to the Cape. We're going to take you inside the mission when we come back. Also ahead, if you love a deal, don't miss this. Some major retailers are actually slashing prices. Perfect timing if you're heading back to the office or the kids need those back-to-school clothes. We're going to tell you where to look to find the best deals. But first, this is Today on NBC. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching 
engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, Oh, we're back at 730. It's a grand reopening day for the giant slide. It's right there in Detroit. Uh, After giving folks a lot of unexpectedly bumpy rides, they're trying it again this morning. I think they slowed it down a little bit. Our Jesse Kirsch is going to show you how brave he is. He's going to go down it live. We'll see what has happened to that slide. Let's, let's hope they haven't slowed it down yeah. too much. Oh, let's hope the safety we'll patrol hasn't killed all the fun there. I'm, I'm actually here not to work. I'm here to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I want to watch. All right, let's check out our 730 headlines. We're going to begin in Tucson, Arizona, where a county constable and three others are dead after gunfire erupted during an eviction at an apartment complex. One of the victims has been identified as Pima County Constable Deborah Martinez Garibay. The names of the other two victims have not been released. The suspected shooter was also killed in that incident. A roller coaster malfunction at a popular New Jersey amusement park left several people injured. It happened last night at Six Flags Great Adventure. Park officials say as the El Toro roller coaster ride was coming to an end, there was a malfunction of some kind. Several people reported back pain and at least five people were actually taken to the hospital. The incident is still under investigation and the ride is closed for inspection. Efforts to conserve water could change the face of the world-famous Las Vegas Strip. Under one proposal, new hotels would not be allowed to include water features in their designs, like the popular fountains at the Bellagio, the Bellagio Hotel. The proposal will be voted on by the Water District Board in the coming weeks. Other proposals include limiting how much water golf courses can use and fining homeowners for using too much water there in Vegas. All right. All right, guys, let's turn to the excitement that's growing this morning around NASA's return to the moon. Yeah, check this out. The massive Artemis rocket right here. You see it is waiting on the launch pad scheduled to lift off on Monday morning for an uncrewed test flight to check out the systems before astronauts climb aboard. And if a lot of this looks familiar, it's because NASA is borrowing heavily from Apollo moon missions 50 years ago, NBC's Tom Costello covers Space Force. Tom, a lot of folks, a lot of folks talking about this mission. A lot of buzz, a lot of excitement. People are already going to the Cape, Cape uh, Canaveral, to watch the launch on Monday morning. We are at the Udvar Hazy Air and Space Museum near Dulles in Virginia because this really represents a turning point for NASA, right? After retiring the space shuttle 11 years ago, NASA is now going back to the moon and eventually to Mars. And to get there, they're using that rocket. It's the twin god, the twin Greek god of Apollo is Artemis. Standing 322 feet tall, NASA's Artemis rocket is the biggest to stand on the pad in 50 years. And Artemis is different. Flanked with two boosters, it'll be 15% more powerful than the monster Saturn V rockets that carried Apollo astronauts to the moon. And this morning, all systems are go for a Monday morning launch and an uncrewed 42-day test flight to orbit the moon. We are pushing the vehicle to its limits, um, really stressing it um, to get ready for crew. We've mitigated the risk as far as we can, and now it's our time to get to launch so that we get that data 
that we need to put crew on it. Within two years, astronauts will ride on top of the rocket in the Orion crew capsule. The entire Artemis Orion stack looks something like Apollo on steroids, with some critical upgrades for future astronauts. Orion is a lot bigger than Apollo. Instead of three astronauts, four astronauts fit in these chairs here. They have a retractable rowing machine right here for exercise and something Apollo didn't have. Underneath my feet, a commode. And NASA is also testing out this new astronaut suit for future missions, replacing the suits worn by shuttle astronauts. The new suit designed to keep astronauts alive for 144 hours should their spaceship suddenly lose cabin pressure. See, there's a little feed port here where using a specialized bag design, we can put liquid nutrition in, think of like a protein shake um, in there, and the crew member can turn their head in the helmet, be able to drink that so they have the proper nutrition. How is it in there? Is it hot? Uh, it feels good, nice and cool, sir. Cool? Yes, sir. I have a cooling garment underneath. It has a tube that goes from left to right all the way across that keeps me nice and cool. Even on a hot Houston day? Yes, sir. <laughs> If this uncrewed Artemis mission goes well, an astronaut mission will follow, then a lunar landing in 2025 and a moon base. Returning from its mission, Orion will re-enter the Earth's atmosphere even faster and hotter than the space shuttle. Mach 32 and 5,000 degrees. A brand new heat shield will protect future crews before parachuting into the Pacific Ocean. The main objective that we really want to get out of this test flight is that stressing that heat shield, getting a test of that new Orion heat shield at lunar reentry velocity. Yeah, Mach 32, that's 32 times the speed of sound, and the temperature is going to be half the temperature of the sun. So that shield has got a hold. And just like Apollo, where they landed in the ocean and then the Navy divers jumped in and got the astronauts out, then eventually pulled that spacecraft up onto the ship, same thing is going to happen with Artemis. So this is, and Orion, I should say, this yeah. is going to be really hearkening back to Apollo but Apollo on steroids, guys. Back Tom, to you. We're so excited. By the way, before we let you go, you mentioned plans of a moon base. Do we know what that would look like, this moon base? Looks like it's going to be on the southern pole of the moon because they want access to water, and they believe that there is water frozen in the ice there. They need that for drinking water, potentially, also fuel. They also got to figure out, though, how long astronauts can stay there. They've got exposure issues with radiation. They got to have consumables. They got to be able to figure out how they dispose of waste. So there's a lot of, of work to be done there, but that's the plan. Eventually building a lunar base for short-term duration stays, you guys, before eventually going on to Mars. Tom Costello. Mm -hmm. By the way, I don't know who runs NASA's animation department, mm -hmm. but that person deserves a raise. <laughs> NASA's animations are the best. Thank you, Tom. By the way, folks, be sure to join us on Monday, because if all goes according to plan, we're going to bring you that launch live mm, right That's going to be exciting, yes. really exciting. All right, still ahead. In the great green room, there was a telephone and a red balloon. We're, we know you know the words to Goodnight Moon, but... The story behind it's really fascinating, and we can't wait to share it with you as we celebrate one of the most beloved children's books of all time. Oh, no, I was about to fall asleep. I was, I was <laughs> I started. Uh, but first, we're going to save you some big money because if you haven't noticed yet, prices are being slashed at your local Target, Gap, and more. Emily Akena is here to tell us more about it. Hey, Emily. Good morning. Well, it's a refreshing change for shoppers after a year when staffing shortages made sales hard to come by. So as retailers are trying to make space for fall inventory, they're offering deep discounts to do so, we'll break down where you can snag the best deals coming up.
We're back with today's Consumer Confidential, focusing on the stories that impact your family and your bottom line. And this morning, brace yourselves because we have good news. Yes, and this is great, especially going into the weekend, because if you haven't gotten those back to school or office clothes yet, or if you've been waiting for the right time to buy a TV, now uh -huh. may be the perfect opportunity. Yeah, some popular chains facing a surplus of supplies. We've been telling you about this, and they're slashing prices. NBC's Emily Aketa is here with everything you need to know to take advantage of the deals. Emily, we are all ears. Good morning to you all. So we've previously talked about retailers such as Walmart offering deep discounts to clear out inventory. But what's interesting now, higher end stores like Nordstrom's and Macy's are also using impressive sales to do the same, showing people across the board are shifting what they buy. From 40 to 60, even 70% off. These are the deals showing up in major retailers like Target, Gap and Macy's. The prices here are good. Very no, good. They're not good. They're great. The price drops at popular stores are offering shoppers welcomed relief. Oh, my fashion's been like fire on, on sale. I'm a sale rack early. So what's behind the discount saving you dollars? A mountain of unsold product. Kohl's, Nordstrom, and Urban Outfitters all reporting inventory increases in the double digits from last year. Retailers are buying in, in the teeth of a pandemic without really understanding how consumers are going to behave coming out of the pandemic. And therefore, they were stocking up on items that uh, aren't necessarily what consumers are buying now. American spending habits are changing in the face of inflation and a return to the workplace. The National Retail Federation says sales this year are only on track to grow by 7%. That's half of what was seen in 2021. This week, Gap, which actually saw a decline in sales from last year, said it's working to rebalance our assortments to better meet changing consumer needs, joining a growing list of companies aggressively trying to clear shelves for next season's bestsellers. They have excess supply at a time where demand for the items that they're sitting on is down, and that means they have to lower prices to entice consumers to buy. If you want to boost your savings bonanza, consider signing up for discount programs or cards that offer cash back. Amazon, Walmart, and uh, Target all have store cards that offer 5% cash back. Utilize browser extensions like Rakuten and Honey that automatically look for coupons as you're shopping and stock up on pajamas, activewear, and home appliances, items with steep drop-offs in demand as Americans now spend less time at home. If there are items on your list that you've been meaning to buy for a while, but you've been waiting for prices to come down, this could be your chance. All right, Emily, so as stores start to sell those fall items and they, those go on sale, is it a good time to buy summer stuff too? I mean, is that stuff super marked down? Yeah, absolutely. What you want to do here is to think about seasonality. So stores, they're trying to make space for their mm -hmm. fall inventory, and that means some of the best deals are going to be on those summer staples. Think bathing suits, patio equipment, even mm -hmm. grills. You'll be able to get them for sometimes a fraction of their original seasonality. price. Seasonality. I got to remember that. Seasonality. You, you know what the worst feeling is, though? Fine. When you go to the sales, you see something perfect, and yeah. it's like the weird this size, yeah. you know, it's like extra <laughs> tall or something. Yeah, You're like, yeah. Like, yeah. Three yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a good weekend. All right, let's get a check of the weather for Miss Dylan Dreyer. Hey, Dylan. Hey, can I nerd out a little bit? Yeah, please. Here, we have the coolest video. This oh. is the Rock of Gibraltar. This is actually called a Levanter cloud. It's a an orographic cloud, which means it's caused by the topography of the Earth. Basically, what's happening is the wind hits the mountain. It's pushed up. And then the wind continues to blow the, the clouds to the east. So it happens during a strong wind, but it it's really just so fun to see this time lapse. So, you know, sometimes you get these types of clouds that look like spaceships on the eastern side of a mountain. Just 
It's really cool, right? Um, okay, so speaking of wind, we could end up with some significant winds across the northeast, especially when this little cold front moves eastward. Not much doing with it right now. A couple of spotty showers and thunderstorms across New York, but as the front moves eastward, we have a better risk of seeing some of these storms become stronger later on this afternoon into this evening, especially this area in orange here. It includes Albany, it includes Hartford and Boston, Manchester. So these areas will likely see some of these storms produce gusts up to 60 miles per hour. We could also see some hail, and we can't rule out a weak tornado, too. This cold front will continue to move to the east. Again, the reason for the showers and thunderstorms, but it's not really going to do much for temperatures. It'll cool things off a bit going into the weekend, but then it warms right back up as we start next week. And we could end up with an inch or so of rain out of these storms. And that's your latest forecast. Did you like all that? Cloud? I did. Yeah. Well, I like when you cool. geek out. Right? We're into yeah, that. I was yeah. excited for it. <laughs> when we come back after um, a lot of bumpy <laughs> and unforgettable rides like these, that giant slide in Detroit. It's ready to reopen this morning. Our very own Jesse Kirsch. There is Jesse. Oh, look, he looks scared, Tom. He looks a little nervous. Jesse Kirsch, moments away from being the newest rider to give it a try. You can't miss it right after this. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, guys, you're going to remember that earlier this week, we told you about that giant slide. It's been making headlines in Detroit. Well, really because of scenes like this, there are people being flung into the air. Uh, you know, there again, let's go back to two types of people. Yeah. The gigglers and the cringers. Well, because all these people, by the way, they're fine. You they're keep okay. saying that, but these you haven't talked know. to any of them. So, How do you know? They would tell us if they weren't. Uh, so because of those videos you just saw, they had to shut down the slide. They made some, some safety changes, shall we say. Well, this morning, the giant slide oh. is reopening. NBC's Jesse Kirsch in Detroit to try it out firsthand. Jesse, how's it looking, buddy? It's looking pretty good. Smooth sailing so far. Craig, I want to know whose idea this was. I, I can assure you that they have made some safety changes here. Here's the deal. So this giant slide has been open for years. The state tells me people have flown off of it, uh, you know, up in the air from time to time. But of course, this time it went viral. Millions of people saw these videos. But now the giant slide is reopening. And this is why it is called the giant slide. 50 the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.